Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Philip. This is take two. Once again, for some reason, I am so committed to honesty. I can't fake like that. Oh, good morning, Matt. This is here we are. We're pretending like we hadn't done this two minutes ago and then had some Skype crazy mm-hmm. problem that we can't yeah. figure. This is yeah. this is take two. Other things so listeners, have happened. You, listeners, yeah. you know we will never lie to you. That's true. That's true. We will make stuff up. <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, but we're telling you we make stuff up. This is what the if if you've if you've um, listened before. Welcome. I'm so glad you came back. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, by the way, send us some comments, uh, reactions, questions. We got an interesting question on Twitter this week. Um, to uh, We have an email address, feedback at whattheif.com. You can always shoot us a note there. And our website, uh, well, whattheif.com is the website as well. And you can go there and click contact or see other stuff. Um, but uh, like I said, welcome back. If you're new, um, you may have come here by accident and uh, just <laughs> say, hang on. Put your seatbelt on. You'll be, you'll be fine. Keep your arms and legs inside the car. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Pirates of Penzance ride um, called What the If. And uh, we call it What the If because it's basically a what if show. And there are a number of them on the internet. And I salute you. If you are a maker or even listener of those other shows, say hi at feedback at whattheif.com. I'd love to hear what you think. Yes. I enjoy those You're, other shows. You are still welcome here. We're an ecumenical podcast. Very much, very much, very much. We are the most reformed, the most lenient, <laughs> least restrictive, the least fundamentalist of all the what mm-hmm. if podcasts. Um, in fact, we, we're kind of, we say what the if. And uh, again, man, I always ask you, what do you, th- what, why the the? The the. Uh, it's, uh, an indication of our, uh, chutzpah. Yes. Educating the tribe. Right. Chutzpah, Yiddish word. Also mm-hmm. a New York word. Yeah. It's these days I think it is a New York word. Yeah. Which means, um, fortitude, uh, uh, nerve. Nerve. Uh, the gall. Vigor. The willing the- willingness to uh, push boundaries and outrage. Yeah. Ooh, that's society. Very, that's very good. See, only in Yiddish. Only Yiddish really conveys. Exactly. Yeah. The the, the uh, of the what mm-hmm. the, what the if. <laughs> you know, we're not just like what the if academic smoking a pipe. You know, well, what if this? I say, I say, what what the if? Yeah. That's crazy. Um. And uh, it kind of captures the spirit of our show. So um, this week, wow, there was, uh, I, uh, okay, this is, this is totally true. I get a voicemail from my mother, which uh, my mom believes in a lot of, I'm going to call it pseudoscience. Uh, I call it worse things to her sometimes, but uh, it's ridiculous. That's usually what I call it. She believes in, that's ridiculous. Um, You know. But I, I grew up around all this stuff in a, in a world where ghosts were real and okay. uh, Bigfoot just, <laughs> you know, terrified me. I mean, I don't know how I made it through eight years of summer camp. <laughs> terrified every single moment, even in the daytime in the cafeteria. I mean, Bigfoot could come in. Um, the Sasquatch. 
And uh, anyway, I get this voicemail from my mother and she's like, um, I am watching a show about UFOs. And now I know I am right. And you are wrong. <laughs> Click. It's nice to have those decisive moments in life. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get another message back and I figure, okay, this is going to be like the apology or something. Not that that's ever happened. And <laughs> she says, um, I just wanted to clarify. She's in a more sober tone now. Uh, what I was watching was there's a news report about the Pentagon, the United States Defense Department, has been secretly studying uh, UFOs recently. Not that bit Project Blue Book in the past, but mm -hmm. like from 2005 to 2012, I think. And, um, <laughs> and then she goes, and I quote, <laughs> talk to you later click okay so <laughs> wow, that's um, a brutal voicemail <laughs> that was shut down um so then i went i read the article did you see the article in the times or yes somewhere else yeah. right mm -hmm. and there is a video did you see the video i did not watch the video oh no. okay so there's a video uh shot from a military plane Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's a fighter jet or something like that. I think it is. And um, yeah, there's a flying saucer right in the middle <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> and um, I mean, this is exactly what it looks like. So, you know, there's, there's, it's a black and white image like we, we're used to seeing. Usually a mm -hmm. bomb is being dropped and then it. Right. Yep. Up. And it um, kind of an infrared weird effect. The false color. False, stuff, yeah. yeah. This one is like it's black and white and, and kind of I'm not sure exactly why, but it keeps. It's every few seconds or so it switches from like a regular positive image to a negative image, mm, you know, the okay. black and white flips. And, um, but that, that does show you different things about what it is you're looking at. Yeah. And, uh, also proves, I guess that that's not a video glitch or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so there's a target in the center of the screen and it looks like the plane is banking pretty hard to the left and going very fast. I say that because the horizon goes from like the upper left corner to the bottom right. Okay. Not, not super, not totally from corner to corner of your screen, but kind of like that. And I think you, if I remember, you see clouds kind of whipping by down below. So it feels like we're in a plane and we're turning to the left and we're going very fast. And this object, uh, let's say it just looks like a, an oval or like a peach pit, um, mm -hmm. is right there smack in the center of the target square and around the target square there are like these lines these two vertical lines that kind of go farther away and then come back it feels like it's sort of i don't know if that means you can shoot this thing now it's <laughs> you know? probably a targeting radical yeah. right as as when the two lines come close to the square so <clears throat> excuse me uh Basically, and then a little bit more definition comes in. Now you hear the, the, the pilot of the plane we're on talking to another pilot on another plane and they are both like, what, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> as you would say, um, it's interesting. It's not technical. It's not like I got a bogey. At, you know, if I, it's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and then you hear the other guy going, Oh my God. And, um, this, so, then at some point, it really, it looks like the object turns, um, like it's uh, turning and like almost like the bottom of it is coming up to see us. And as it does that, you see what looks like a little dome on top of the thing. And it looks mm -hmm. like stereotypical 
I mean, the classic flying saucer. Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Futurama. Um, every tchotchke in the Roswell souvenir store. <laughs> <laughs> right. It looks like a flying saucer. And um, it kind of turns and goes back and forth. And it's not perfectly clear because the video is quite grainy and the, the, the light kind of does is doing this weird sort of gets super bright and then dark and, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, here's the one thing that, that I found really odd was that, and unless I'm not understanding something, the plane is moving in, an, you know, like I said, at an angle and turning and the thing is just exactly there in the middle. It never moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a, Dead on, obviously, that's some kind of optical illusion. Yeah, that's right. An optical artifact. Um, something like a lens flare, right? Um, or something in the you, clouds, you know, like... Uh, yeah, and there, there's um, the moon there's, a particular, uh, there's a particular optical artifact um, called a sun dog that, right. you get yeah. at, that you get at high altitudes. Um, and it's uh, one of the interesting features of optical artifacts like that is they can they can stay very steady or they mm. can move they appear appear to move extremely fast right because they're not right. real they're just virtual images um so some of the uh say world war ii era ufo spottings are clearly optical artifacts of that sort mm. that is there they, they appear at exactly the angle you would expect and they right. behave they display the behavior um i haven't seen this particular one so i can't speak to that yeah i mean it's it's it definitely makes you think now i I, um but yeah i have been on planes and uh first of all by the way also i worked on an excellent um ufo documentary investigative Mm -hmm. documentary um with peter jennings um at abc news Mm -hmm. and um you know we me and a bunch of people who made this show um it's about an hour and a half show, I think. And uh, it was like a two hour TV program with commercials and it's an hour and a half. You can find it online. It's called um, Seeing is Believing uh, UFOs, something, um, which we liked because it's like seeing is believing is kind of what it is. You mm-hmm. saw something, so you believe something. Right. Mm-hmm. And we investigate uh, different stories, including the famous Roswell story and, and some others. Very, really, I mean, a smart Beautifully made thing. The editing also excellent. Thank you. At least half the <laughs> editing. There was another editor who was more senior to me, and he also did an excellent job. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, seeing is believing. Um, Peter Jennings, look it up. Um, so even before I saw the show, like I said, I grew up always not believing UFOs, but like utterly fascinated. Right, like so many people who get into science fiction and Close sure. Encounters. Of the third kind is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been on a plane and looked out uh, a number of times and seen weird. Uh, I remember actually seeing things in documentaries or on. There was a show called Project Blue Book for a while. Did you ever see that? I, I remember the actual Project Blue Book, but not the show. Oh yeah. Um, oh man, when I worked on this UFO documentary, we had we got you know some our uh, archival people had gone down to the archives. Mm-hmm. And brought us, we got photocopies, but like, you know, we went through the real Project Blue Book files. The real so, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I got to look at the hand-drawn illustrations that the pilots, you know, we focused on the most 
troubling cases, most bizarre cases, and often they were pilots, Air Force mm-hmm. pilots, as this story is uh, today. Um, yeah, but anyway, I've seen things I was like, oh, that's exactly what they showed in that documentary. This thing where I'm looking down on clouds in the middle of the day, and it looks like there is a flying disc. Mm-hmm. And I just said, okay, but what's the angle? Oh, look at that. Yeah, I'm ex- like 30 degrees or something. Yeah, from the sun. To right. the sun, and I'm getting this look. Um, <clears throat> so let's, uh, what the if that's real? That's totally real. All right. All right, so, so yeah, we need to do the the usual. Um, Just this particular sighting is real. Uh, yeah, so we need to do the usual terminological dance here, right? Ooh, okay, UFO we get to dance and what that means, right? <laughs> so UFO, the unidentified flying object. So yeah, that's that's any object you see in the sky that you don't know what it is. Right. Right. So that Just by itself, unidentified, unidentified. Exactly right. So so that that by itself is a uh, is an em- empty signifier as certain people would say. Um, that is, it doesn't tell you anything about what it is. Uh, but we have to also accept that in the last half century, uh, the term UFO has become uh, welded to the idea of extraterrestrial visitors. Yes. Yeah, right. that's, that's true. Right. Um, so that's, so that's problem. And this is, so I had, I just had to take a moment to be pedantic and say, well, UFOs just doesn't actually say anything. I could go even um, just one yeah. step deeper in that, Unidentified, yeah, it is unidentified. But in fact, flying object um, mm-hmm. imparts already a bias, uh, almost a suggest. You know, it's like sure. flying. Yep. You don't know if it's flying. It, it's a, a mm-hmm. reflection of the sun on the clouds. Is not flying. Yep. Could be all sorts of things. Yeah, and and in that sense, the UFO or ob- object is even worse. Right. So the terminology goes back to the World War II, Cold War era origins of it, uh-huh. in which. People were watching the skies for enemy aircraft. So when you saw something, you're so identifying aircraft used to be like a thing. I don't know if it still is anymore, um, but you know you'll see uh, you know World War II era playing card decks that have different Japanese aircraft on them cool. because you needed to be trained to identify all the different kind of aircraft you might see. Right. Right. So UFOs. You know, the, that term comes out of that tradition of sort of air defense in which you say, I know how to identify a bunch of aircraft, but I can't identify this one. Uh-huh. So it's unidentified, right? That's, yeah. what the, that's what the U means, oh, right? right? And the assumption of flying is because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for enemy aircraft. Right. Oh, right. It, it, right. It'd be interesting if it was even unidentified enemy aircraft. Right. So if you think back to the, the Roswell days, uh, the, the early days of the Cold War, this tremendous panic that the Soviets were ahead of the United States in terms of you know, aerospace technology, missiles and such. Yeah. Uh, so seeing a unknown aircraft that could maneuver and do things that American aircraft couldn't was terrifying because that suggested, you know, this enormous shift in the, the global order. Um, so that's why sort of has that particular attention and valence to it. Um, so, so when we say this video that's on the New York times website, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, is real. We, you know, there's, there's layers of realness, right? Right. So we say, 
we, when we say it's real, we mean it's not fake, right? George Lucas has not uh, made up this video. Right. But actually, let me clarify. When I say real, I'm going to go yeah. all the way yeah. and say it's a flying saucer. Okay. But, and, but so fly again, flying saucer. So that's yeah. a, that's an action and a shape. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. you probably actually mean something beyond flying saucer, right? So what, what do you mean? Yes. Like an alien spaceship. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. You're right. That, that's interesting that I see now what you mean about how automatic the connection is between flying saucer from UFO to flying saucer to alien spacecraft, because yeah. If you didn't think about aliens at all, you're right. The flying saucer could have, well, like it could have been a Russian enemy thing right. or just a weird, somebody lost their dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. So that's, so that's an interesting, I mean, thing to kind of note about our culture, right? Mm -hmm. That we fused these together and we have these shorthands for extraterrestrial visitors. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's it, right? So if, um, if we accept that this was a, a recording, a visual recording of an alien spacecraft, um, then we need to, to ponder some things, right? So why are they zooming around in our atmosphere? Yeah. Right. Um, it's, uh, and, and why is it that that's the only information we have about them, I guess, that they have? saucery things that they zoom around in. Right. <laughs> right. Well, now I'm going to, I'm going to say that, um, there are stories of all kinds. There and, are. And this yep. may be, let's say that this is the, if this is the first, um, now pl look, pl plenty of UFO supporters are going to say, or, you know, believers are going to say, well, no, we have plenty of evidence, but let's just say this is the first that has like real irrefutable, Mainstream science agrees. Mm -hmm. This is, there is no, uh, now this is what's important for science, that there is no other explanation whatsoever that that is a flying yeah. um, oval-shaped object with a little dome mm -hmm. uh, flying around. Yeah. So that's a hard thing to do, right? To, to eliminate all other possibilities. Right, right. So Sagan used to, you know, he'd like to say extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Um, and that's surely true. And it's, it's, it's kind of like our haiku in the particle collider in that extra imagining what extraterrestrial engineering would look like is so far beyond our ordinary experience right. that that I that I'm suspicious of anyone who says yes that is definitely an alien thing right like one thing we can say for sure is that automatically the aerodynamics don't make any we we have no idea how that would work right it just makes no sense mm -hmm. um, and there's you know there is a peril here um, uh, as kind of a general philosophical problem of when you see something you don't understand, what do you do with that? 
Uh, and one move is to say, all right, I don't understand it now, but I'll bet I can understand it later. Right. So I'm going to try to figure this thing out. So we're going to, I'm going to take the story to the point where, so here's what, what would have, let's imagine a scenario where, okay. Okay. Those pilots saw what they saw mm-hmm. and, uh, the story reports that it was in conjunction with a ship was actually the first to alert them. The ship had seen something on its radar and had sent them out these like two guys or whatever to investigate. Okay. Yeah. And so by the way, for reality, for, uh, uh, I believe that that power of suggestion, by the way, mm-hmm. is something I've seen in many, 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 many of the most famous, um, UFO cases, and I'm happy to debate those online <laughs> with you, <Yep. laughs> but the, the, there's one called the Rendlesham Forest, which is really a haunting, scary story. Um, I won't get into the details, but it was, it was in Britain and some um, Air Force personnel saw something in the woods just outside the base and they went running after it. And a couple of them at least felt like eventually they, and this is on audio tape, that they were looking at a real object hovering and then Mm -hmm. flying away. All right. But all through a a lot of these stories, including that one, there's a lot of power of suggestion. So that ship saying, you know, I think there's something, there's something on the radar already, at least says to the pilots, there's a physical object. Anyway, there's a thing there, but, but, but for our, what the, if I want to, let's go, you know, I don't want to get trapped in, in the old fuddy duddy (laughs) real me. Okay. I want to, what the Philip, (laughs) what the Phil, and uh, so th- they saw it, it was real. And, um, you know, the pilots come back, they're like, well, everybody's skeptical, but they did enough research. They broke down the video. They mm-hmm. And it's like, that was there. And um, automatically now, wouldn't you say that um, suddenly all the past evidence that's been dismissed? Yeah. Mm-hmm suddenly becomes more likely. Well, and that, that would is, be a massive shift, right? It would be a massive shift, but that's something that happens with, with powerful theories generally in science. Uh-huh. That is all of a sudden, um, disparate facts or past events suddenly make more sense. Right. right. Um, so like when, when you first read, uh, Darwin's origin of species, all of a sudden, all of these strange facts about nature suddenly make more sense. Right? And philosophers call that explanatory power. Um, and that's, that's good, right? That's the mark of, of a good theory. Right. But it can backfire too, right? You can have too much explanatory power. Huh. Um, whereupon you get into this trap where, you, this, where there's nothing that can convince you you're wrong. All right. So, you know, Freudian mm. psychoanalysis has explanations for your dreams, um, and, but it can explain any dream. So no dream that you can conceive of could ever persuade a Freudian that their interpretation of dreams is wrong. This right. is really interesting because uh, we can say that, you know, UFO believers and I went to some meetings of them. Um, they're already there, right? So they they feel like the explanation, they've seen the evidence, so they believe it. Therefore, right. They see they they are already at this shift. Mm-hmm. They cross that line. 
Yep, that's right. Because they accept that theory, yeah. and it's and and it's because it has that explanatory power. Right. Yeah. So then you get you know the cigar shaped objects of the 1890s yeah. and the the flaming wheels in Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel. Yes. Right. That those are all uh, UFOs as well. Um, and that's and you can understand the the appeal of that, right? Because all right. of a sudden, all these things make sense. Um, so in fact, one thing we should point out is even if, um, this is, so they discovered that this actually is a flying saucer shaped object, um, mm -hmm. that y you still wouldn't be a hundred percent correct in going back to the biblical stories and saying, see, they probably were seeing a UFO. Mm -hmm. That's not, there's, that's a leap. It is a leap. That's right. And yeah. some, sometimes those leaps let you do cool science, right? Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. And sometimes they're totally unjustified as well. Right. So the, the question would be, do we have enough information about this uh, now accepted thing that we're willing to extrapolate it back into time? Right? Yeah. Um, so, and that's, that's hard to do off of one video, which I guess is what, minutes long? Yeah. Yeah. Four minutes, maybe. Right. Um, not in, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting though. It's not one of those, it's not one of those shaky, um, you know, handheld things that's totally out of focus and shaky. And then the thing disappears. And yeah, I mean, okay. it's like, whoa, you're looking at it <laughs> and these guys, and you hear the guys reacting. So, um, which by the way, I would point out that those guys re their reaction is also a power, very powerful suggestion for us. Yes, that's um, right. You know. um, and the and fact that they are yeah. military, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, that's right. So there's a bunch of, uh, that's right. So this is an interesting case in um, sort of when you accept a weird observation generally. So this has a bunch of interesting features, right? Uh -huh. So um, they see it both visually and on radar and on the camera, right? right? So that's, that suggests it's not an artifact. Right. Um, we take surprise as an indicator of, uh, of, of honesty. Oh, interesting. Right. I never thought about that. So yeah. if, uh, huh. if they were totally calm and they said, oh yes, there is the UFO. We'd say, oh, well, that's obviously a, a plant, right? They just, they just set that up that right. way. Or we'd say, oh yeah. Okay. So the government has been making UFOs <laughs> <laughs> and it's just <laughs> well known. Yeah. And then, and then interestingly, the, the military is often, um, they're sort of military professionals, uh, are often considered to be very good observers. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's a reason for that, right? You're, you're trained to look for particular things. Yeah. Um, and then, and that, I, that always sits weirdly with me for the, the government conspiracy angle. That is the government, big G is hiding the information but the military somehow is is more honest, or we we can trust the individual members of the military, but not the yeah. civilian government. I guess right now, now. Interestingly, there was a weird detail in this story that um, uh, Harry. It, it says Harry Reid, who's a Democrat. Right. Interesting, um, was the one who initiated this program or, you know, gave it support and it got created and he funneled uh, 20 million, $22 million or something, which is in the scheme of mm -hmm. things, not a lot of money. Oh, a tiny amount. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, those fighter jets probably burned up half that in the uh, in <laughs> gas, right. you know, and then the other half went to his salary. Um, but, uh, uh, 
it says that when Harry Reid saw this or st- got some evidence that really looked like unusually convincing, mm-hmm. his response was, we've got to keep this secret. Or so- somebody said, oh, we need to make this program even more secret than it already is. <laughs> and there were people actually who worked in the program who were saying it's, it's too secret. Um, not because they were necessarily finding lots of evidence. They just felt it was unethical for, for all this money to be going to something secret um, yeah. that wasn't military. So, um, I think I'm going to take the scenario right to the point where, yes, the military has it. The UFO is real. The military has been hiding this information. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing is, let's go, boom, it's real. And, and, and I'm not going to go to close encounters level saga where, okay, then they're coming and da, 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 da. Right. the weirdest thing is this, is, this is the reality of where we're at in this what the if scenario. Aliens are visiting, and they're just flying around in UFOs. I'm not going to include the abduction. Okay, with those I'm narratives, say that's put not, those to the side. Yeah. That is not. They haven't gotten nearly enough evidence to make that true. There's a whole other thing there. Interesting could be, you know, I think that'll be a great what if another mm-hmm. time. But let's just say the UFOs, the flying saucer thing, the flying saucer is real. Um. And maybe the other craft. So aliens are coming in different shaped crafts. Like it's like breakfast cereal. (laughs) Well, I mean, it could be right. I mean, if you looked at all the different kinds of cars on our roads, that's true. That's a lot of different models, right? Yeah. Um, So maybe it's just the, uh, yeah, the new and exciting flying saucer model. And then the old clunkers. Right. That would be one of the very first interesting questions is, and I'm sure this is common in in the UFO uh, world that, um, is it one species of aliens that's here? Oh, yeah. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Or is it many? If it's many, that would be even weirder. Like, because there seems well, to be a level would... of cooperation among them. Exactly. That's right. That, that suggests an agreement among them to only interact in a particular way. Right. So that's good evidence for the zoo hypothesis then, right? That, uh, there, that we are planet is isolated um, as a kind of nature preserve or maybe like a disease quarantine, right? That uh, the galactic civilization has intentionally decided not to interact with us directly. Right. Yeah. What's wrong? That, I mean, what's wrong with us? Yeah. Um, I, I never buy the idea that, uh, well, I was going to say, I never buy the idea that we're too primitive, that if they showed us something, it would blow our minds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, when we visit uh, uh, native species, we talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any sense that like we, no, there's no sense that we shouldn't, the only reason, okay, so here, the only reason we wouldn't want to show, uh, let's say, a species that hasn't had contact with other humans They've been living in the Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. The only reason, real good reason we'd have for not wanting to show them any modern technology of any kind would be it would spoil, you know, we, we want to know about how they are living now before. Right. And, and maybe yeah, they don't want it this, to change either, you know. Yeah, it's a kind of a non-colonialist argument. We should let people live their own kind of life without right. imposing ours on them. It's essentially prime directive. From Star Trek. Kind yeah. Of thing. Okay. So this is um, one thing we know that I'm, I'm, I think that we can, we can pretty well hypothesize. Well, it's possible. But I should say there's also, so that's kind of a moral 
mm, statement. Mm, mm. Um, but there's also good scientific reasons for not um, revealing yourself, as it were. So, like, if you're observing wildlife in their natural habitat, um, you don't want them to react to your presence. So you try to conceal yourself or do it from a distance because we know animals act differently around humans. Right. Right. Um, but we can also so say that, this, that the aliens are not, <laughs> they're sophisticated enough to fly here mm -hmm. uh, or come into our dimension from another dimension, if that's your thing, um, which actually in some ways is more, <laughs> makes more scientific sense than being able to not have gravity or whatever. But uh <laughs> And, and aerodynamics. Um, but they're not very good at If they actually want... So here's what we can say. Let's yeah. assume that us finding them is not an accident. So they want us to see them a little bit. That's kind of okay. interesting. Well, that could be, right? And I should say that's a game that um, earthly governments do with each other too, right? Oh. <laughs> like during the Cold War, you right. would fly your new stealth fighter near your enemy's border right. to see how they would react, right? Um, and then that's useful information down the line and such. Right. So that, uh, so that would be one way to interpret what we're seeing, that what we see in this particular video, right. uh, that the aliens are like, oh, they finally got CCD cameras. Uh -huh. We should check and see whether or not uh, it can make it through our cloaking screen or whatnot, right? Uh. <laughs> in fact, right. I, I'm going to go so far as to say that um, they they are in. Here's the thing: the, they're no fools. These aliens, yep. like they can build UFOs. Um, they know that we make fun of them. You know that we have comedies, and we also have serious. They, they know all about it, how we sure. deal with that. So they know that's happening. Um, the thing they actually seem to be most interested in, or seems to be one of the most interesting things to them, is playing with ev us, our understanding of evidence. Oh, well, you that know? would be... An, all right, so now, all right, so now we're on to something. We are, we're not a zoo. We're not a nature reserve. We're an epistemological experiment where... <laughs> Alien philosophers are gradually giving us different bizarre pieces of information to see what we do with it. Now we're going to continue this. All right. That's a great start. So now, but before we do, I have a dumb question. There are no dumb questions. This is, what is it? What is it? Epistema, epistemological. Oh, I hear that uh, word all the time and I don't really Epistemology know is the subfield of philosophy dealing with how you gather knowledge. So an epistemological question is, how do I know that? How do I know that? Right. Okay. So uh, when you say epistemological experiment, say it three mm -hmm. times, everybody. Epistemological, epistemological experiment. experiment. Yeah. Um, um, it's a great word for making you sound pompous, too, if you're at a cocktail party or something. Yeah. But if you're at a cocktail party and drinking and you start to <laughs> fumble on epistemological, you, not to mention experiment, uh, yeah. that could go ugly. Be careful. Yeah. So epistemology is that, that, that field where you ask pointed questions about how you gather your information about the world. So like, how do you know that um, I'm sitting in my office right now? Uh, right. And then slightly different is how do you know where my office is? Right. So you're, you're, you're sure both of those are true, but you have different pieces of, of 
there are different kinds of knowledge. Right. So evidence, you're talking about evidence, basically. What evidence? Yeah, and how we interpret evidence, yeah. So epistemological experiment means they are... Means, that's right. So the aliens don't understand our epistemology. That is, they don't understand how we put information together to draw conclusions. So <laughs> they're running experiments on us by giving us, you know, contradictory evidence or strange patterns and then right. seeing what kind of conclusions we jump to. And then they can say, oh, this is a this is a type 4B green civilization because they make these jumps and not these jumps. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, you know, next week as we continue the story, we can dive into this idea that other people that it, it blows my mind actually to think that like okay wow there could be a totally different a species that has a totally different way of putting evidence together yeah that's what you're saying that's wild that's, uh, that's deep subtle but deep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um boom so next week <laughs> so funny <laughs> I've, I've never heard of science fiction movie you know let's say with with this title <laughs> epistemological experiment yeah. Yeah. part two of alien epistemological experiment <laughs> <laughs> on what the if um cool yeah please everybody tune in and uh, in the meantime i know actually this is a hot topic about ufos people have a lot of strong feelings about it and um it's also something that people uh, actually you know for better or worse do study in a way or you know yeah, that's um, right look well but i mean anyone who's interested in it you can't help but be aware of it and basically study it think about it for sure and pay attention to it um for your whole life i mean this is just something you can't it's so weird sure um it, it grabs you so if you're if you if you're grabbed by such things um let's not forget that uh, my friend's aunt who when she we were all sitting around the tv and news broke of um, right. life may have been discovered on Mars, her response was, uh, and with that, I'm off to bed. Go to our website and see if you can find that funny story and many, many others and fascinating uh, uh, other episodes about all kinds of different topics. Um, Whattheif.com. know what iTunes is and you know how to get to it uh, demonstrate your epistemological skills <laughs> no I use that totally wrong right uh, go to iTunes and click five stars <laughs> and uh, leave some epistemological evidence that this show is great by writing a few words right mm -hmm. uh, also if you subscribe I mean if you're listening to this you probably already know this but if you don't if you subscribe on iTunes or any other Podcatcher, um, Apple Podcasts pro, uh, app, or any other apps, uh, Android apps, um, you can get the show automatically every week. Uh, Android apps, um, you can get the show automatically every week. It's free um, because information should be free. Um, the information givers could use a little, you know, yeah, tip, little much, little much, little coffee change. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I, I love doing this show. I love getting up early to do it. Um, uh, on Twitter, we are What The If Show. Couldn't get What The If, see, because there were other What The Ifers. What The If Show on Twitter. Um, there's a lot going on there. We have, God, I don't know. I'm 
thousands up to seven seven thousand followers, which is for me a nice <laughs> number. Ooh, it's not Katy Perry numbers, but Katy Perry has probably never said the word epistemological. Um, well, that is an interesting question. I don't want to judge. That could yeah, be the so title of any, her next album. Any Katy Perry fans out there, let us know. Let us know. Um, <clears throat> Katy Perry, Epistemological, the new album. Um, on iTunes. So, uh, thank you for tuning in. Come back again next week. Matt, thank you so much. This is always a blast. Um, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. And the next time we meet, once again, we can't help but butt heads and say... <laughs> What the, the if, 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 if to be continued. Shout out to the other what if type podcasts. Mm-hmm. Our um, rivals. Yeah, I listened to a number of them. And um, I think the internet is wide enough for us. Uh, the tube is has enough diameter to fit the four, Multiple watts. four yeah. or five when the if shows. Um, the funny thing is, somebody actually asked me on Twitter, they were like, oh, did you make this after this because of this other show? Or basically, are you ripping off this other show? It was started a year ago. And the, uh, the truth is, the atheist's honest, atheist God's honest truth. is uh no i just you know um matt and i wanted to do a show and i was like well what what would be the easiest thing for us to do (laughs) it's you know we love science what would it be and then i realized that uh, whenever matt and i get together uh we do this we do this yeah matt teaches something real and i have the chutzpah to push it uh to its limits (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. I hope you appreciated this little bonus 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 knowledge. <laughs>